0: Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast in the series called Love Works Well. The big idea for this week is parenting with hope can happen, and it's based on 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Valley Point Church and happy Mother's Day. It is certainly great to see everybody here and I too want to just take some time and say to all the moms in the room, I hope that you are and that you will continue to have just a fantastic day. So I don't get the chance to be with my mom today. She lives outside of Chicago, Illinois and we don't often get to celebrate the day together because of our distance, but I wanted to send her a greeting and so here's what I want to do. I want to actually take a picture on my phone with you in the background. And I want you to smile and wave and make it look like you're having a good time. Otherwise, she'll think that I'm boring you to death. All right, so can you help me out a bit? Will you do that? All right, I'm going to do it anyway. So at least just pretend like you're having fun. Okay, here we go. Everybody wave. There you go. Good job. All right, this section over here, let me get you. You don't look like you're having fun over there. Help me out. All right, here we go one more time. All right, let me come over here because I don't want, you know, I don't want you guys to miss out. I want my mom to see who you are way over there. All right, look alive. Pretend like you're having fun. All right, thank you so much. I'll send that to my mom, and I think that's something she'll really enjoy. My mom's a wonderful person, and moms in the room, I want you to know that you are valued and appreciated And again, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to you. And I think as we walk through our experience here, you're going to have a good time, and you will hopefully walk away pretty encouraged. We're in this series right now called Love Works Well. And what we're basically saying is that in our relationships, at home, at work, at school, love can work. Actually, love can work well. That doesn't mean that everything is perfect, like pansies, petunias, and cake pops, right? Because it's not that. But if you throw in a huge dose of love to any relationship, even those that are tough, especially those that are tough, I believe with everything inside of me that love can work well. So as we've been walking through this series, we've been defining love this way. It's choosing to give someone your time And friendship, no matter what. Will you say that with me? Choosing to give someone your time and friendship, no matter what. One more time. Choosing to give someone your time and friendship, no matter what. And I think parenting gives us an amazing opportunity to often do that kind of a thing. Today is Mother's Day. It's also a child dedication day. And so I want to zero in on parents and just talk to you for a bit this morning. And in talking to you, I'm talking to myself as well. My wife Tanya and I have six kids. Here's actually a picture of my crew at a recent birthday for me. Aren't they cute? Yeah, Yeah, let me tell you, parenting is tough. Right? It's a very tough thing. And that is because these beautiful humans have their own minds, and their own wants, and their own likes, and their dislikes, and they're very quick to communicate all of that. Sometimes I wish they were more like me, but actually some of them are, and that's kind of annoying too, which makes me wonder if I'm the annoying one. Not so sure, but parenting is this road trip that has a lot of highs, and a lot of lows, and so parenting through the years is really about managing these different highs that we experience, as well as the lows, and kind of everything that happens in between. For those of you who are dedicating children today, it's one of those high days. It's a great day, and you should smile, and you should have a lot of fun with this day. You should be filled with joy, because it's a high day. It just is. Maybe for some of you, you are walking through some firsts with your child. Maybe this is your first Mother's Day. That's an amazing thing. And again, I hope you have a fantastic day. Or maybe your child rolled over recently for the first time. That's always an amazing thing to watch. Isn't it like, oh my goodness, look what they just did. And you gather everybody around and you take pictures and then they don't do it again for a really long time. But you wait and you watch and it's just a wonderful thing. Maybe you have a child who's taken some first steps recently or maybe they're in school for the first time or they're on their very first sports team or perhaps you've had your first child go into middle school or your first child go into high school or maybe you're about to have your first graduate. That's where we are right now and I'm really excited about that. See, all of these firsts, they bring a lot of joy into your life that sometimes you wish you could just capture and you could bottle up and you could keep for a very long time. Those are the highs. Those are the really good days. And in parenting, in leading, there are a lot of good days. But for some of you here, maybe when you think about parenting and what you've experienced and what you've walked through, there is a lot of pain and discouragement and disappointment there for a variety of different reasons. And as you think about Mother's Day this year, it's not a good day. It's just not a good day. So wherever you are on the parenting spectrum, whether it's a high day or a low day or somewhere in between, I want you to think today about how love works well. Because again, especially when we apply it, to our parenting. So here's our big idea for today, and that is parenting with hope can happen, okay? Parenting or leading, which is really what it is, parenting or leading with hope can happen, and we're going to talk about that. The paragraph of scripture I want to unpack today is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and if you have a Bible or a smart device, you can turn there. You can also scan the QR codes in your program, and it'll bring up that scripture as well as some other notes. And these words will also be on the screen for you in just a moment. So we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, before we read, I want to give you a little bit of background of what's happening in this particular paragraph. This is a book that's written to a guy named Timothy. And at the time of this writing, Timothy is in his 30s, and so he's not a child, He's not an old man, but he's, you know, somewhere in between. And the book is being written to him by a guy named Paul. That's the author. And he's writing to Timothy as a mentor. Paul is someone who is older than Timothy. He's got a lot of years of experience. And he's writing to Timothy, and he's saying, hey, look, there are some things that you need to think about. Like, you were raised in a really good environment, Timothy. Timothy. And I don't want you to forget about that. You need to remember that as you move forward because, Timothy, who you are today is a result of how you've been raised and what a few people have done in your life. So I want all of us to think about that. Our kids, our grandkids, or at least the families and the children that we influence will become who they will become as a result of the influencers in their lives. And so we've got a great opportunity to kind of craft some of that. And that's what Paul is sharing with Timothy here. So, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14, it says this, But you, Timothy, must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true. I mean, you just know it, Timothy, for you know you can trust those who taught you. Now, this is a direct challenge here for Timothy to remember what he had been taught in his younger years. And the idea of the language here is that Timothy was actually indebted to a few people who taught him these things. So Paul starts this out and says, Timothy, do not forget. You actually owe a debt to these individuals. So who are the individuals who taught Timothy? Well, moms and grandmothers, you're going to be super encouraged with this because that's who taught Timothy, a guy who's in scripture, a guy who God used in a remarkable way to help establish the early church, right? He was taught deep spiritual things by his mom and his grandmother. So if you actually go back to chapter one, this is... What you discover, it says here, verse 5, I remember your genuine faith, Timothy, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. So Lois and Eunice, great women who are lifted up here as those individuals who taught Timothy some deep spiritual truths. So moms and grandmothers, and great-grandmothers. You're a big deal, all right? A big deal in shaping your kids. And specifically, in shaping them spiritually. A big deal. Now, how do we know that they did a good job? Well, if you go back to chapter 3, and verse 15, it says, You have been taught the Holy Scriptures, or the Sacred Writings, from childhood, which literally means from infancy, which is a great picture here. Because Lois and Eunice, from the time that Timothy was just a little baby, they were inserting scripture into him, reading it to him, explaining it to him. That's the beauty of a child dedication ceremony. We get the chance to kind of ring that bell a little bit and say, even as infants... We need to be getting the holy scriptures, the sacred writings into our kids. And they did that from the time that Timothy was an infant. And they, meaning the scriptures, have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. In other words, what they taught you, Timothy, prepared you for the day where you would trust in Jesus alone on your own. So this is why Timothy... In in being written to here by Paul, Paul says to him, look, you have this debt that you owe because your mother and your grandmother did an absolutely fantastic job of preparing you for the day where you would trust in Jesus alone to save you. You owe that to them. They were amazing. Let me get a transition here in verse 16 because what they did was valuable, but what they did it with was even more valuable. Verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God, which means it was breathed out by God himself. So this is more than just good sayings or wise thoughts. God himself actually breathed out what we hold in our hands. And that is what Lois and Eunice used as they were teaching Timothy. So it's inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. In other words, God's words are very useful, very useful. Verse 17, God uses it to prepare and equip his people, and this would include our kids, to do every good work. Now, isn't that what we want for our kids and our grandkids? Don't we want them to be prepared to do every kind of good work? I think we do. I think we're in agreement with that. And the holy scriptures, the sacred writings, the words of God that were breathed out by him have the ability to prepare our children to do every kind of good work. So what I want to do is I want to share five different takeaways with you and get very practical on how we can be like Lois and Eunice and how we can take the Word of God and plant it into our children and our grandchildren and those that we influence and impact. Now, I don't normally do more than three takeaways because people get a little sleepy if we go too long, so I'm going to fire these off. I want you to pay attention. I want you to write these things down and find one or two that you can kind of attach yourself to and say, I can do that. As a mom, as a dad, I can do that. As a grandparent, I can do that. Even as a single person, I can do that as I prepare for the day where I will lead a family. So I want everybody to be thinking about one or two takeaways that you can kind of grab hold of and walk away with in just a few moments. Because as a church, we made a commitment. We said this morning, we're going to dedicate ourselves to do everything we can to live lives committed to Jesus so that these kids will see in us the example of Christ. And I was looking, every single one of you said we will. So you're on the hook for this, all right? Takeaway number one. First of all, choose to deepen your friendship with God. And this is something every single person can do in here, whether you're a parent or not. You can choose to deepen your own friendship with God. Because listen, we will parent we will lead out of an overflow of what God is doing in our heart and what God is teaching us. So what has God been teaching you recently? Have you personally been digging into Scripture and finding things that you can pass on to others, especially your children? See, if that's not happening in your life, You're not going to parent out of an overflow of what God is teaching you. You're going to parent out of an overflow of emptiness. There'll just be nothing there and you'll be scraping off the bottom. And so for all of us, we need to choose to deepen our friendship with God so that we have something to share with our children and our grandchildren. Single parents, single moms, single dads that are in the room. I think this is the greatest thing that you can do as a parent in your situation because a dynamic vibrant, God-chasing single parent is powerful, very powerful. And so chase God, choose to deepen your friendship with God. Number two, determine next steps for your kids. And the idea there is that you're thinking about next steps spiritually for them. So let me ask you this, as you think about your children, your grandchildren, do you have next steps mapped out in your mind for them spiritually? Like, Here's what needs to happen for them next. Or here's what I would love to see happen in their lives. To kind of have those next steps spiritually mapped out. And do you know, and are you even equipping yourself to help lead them and coach them toward those next steps? If we want to let love work well, if we want to parent with hope, then let's determine next steps spiritually for our kids. Number three, get scripture into your kids. And you do that personally. So be sure that you're spending time in God's Word so that you have something to share. Look, God's Word has stood the test of time. These are ancient writings here that work. And they're valuable. And they're powerful. And they're effective. And we even read today that they're breathed out by God Himself. And so if we want to get scripture into our kids, we've got to get it into ourselves first to be sure that we have something to pass on to them of value. So grandparents and parents, make sure that you're getting scripture into yourself so that you can pass that on to others. The second part of this is, I think it is very beneficial and very effective to get your kids in environments where they're learning scripture as well. Put them in environments where they're taught these kinds of things. And here at Valley Point Church, we've kind of set up our ministries to help get Scripture into all of our lives, and in particular, into the lives of our kids. Again, on Sunday morning, there's all kinds of kids that are meeting in different rooms. And one of our goals is to get Scripture into their lives. It's valuable for you to have your kids here and for them to be in those environments. We have a student ministry for 6th through 12th graders And one of our goals with that ministry is to get scripture into our kids. It's valuable for your kids to be in those environments so that scripture is getting inside of them. The end of June, we're going to host a vacation Bible school for younger kids. That's a tremendous week of fun. But one of the things that happens during that week is we get scripture into the lives of young people. And so one of the things that you want to do is you want to pass on the Scripture that God is giving to you, but you also want to get your kids and your grandkids in environments where they're learning Scripture as well. One of the most encouraging things to me is when I'm at a vacation Bible school, just kind of hanging out and watching everything happen, or I'm out here in the lobby watching people come in, I love it when grandparents take on the ownership of seeing that their kids are getting scripture into their lives and they're bringing their kids and dropping them off here or getting them into VBS. That is a wonderful thing and it's getting scripture into your kids. It will help you let love work well and parent or lead with a lot of hope. Again, these are the words of God. They work. It just works. Number four, build memories. If you don't have good memories of your childhood... Like you listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and you're like, man, it would have been great if I had had a Lois or a Eunice. Well, guess what? There are Loises and Eunices literally in this room right now. We can hook you up with those kind of people and you have the opportunity, you have the chance to be a cycle breaker and to be the one who builds great memories for your family. So make that choice. And then number five, know what you don't know and ask for help right the unique thing about parenting is that when you walk through it you're doing it for the very first time so you really don't know what's happening we've got a high school graduate and we're trying to help our son Cameron walk through the process of getting ready for college and honestly we have no idea what we're doing (laughs) Have no idea it's very confusing and it's complicated anymore and sometimes I just look at Cameron and say, you know, if you figure this out, that would be great. And then help us know so that by the time Cambry, our youngest, goes to college, like, we'll know everything there is to know and we'll be all set. But honestly, it's, it's embarrassing. Like we went to college a long time ago. It's dramatically different now than what it was. And it's complicated and confusing. And, and we just have no idea what we're doing. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Because sometimes you just have to know what you don't know. And it's okay to ask other people for help. So if that's you, whatever station you might be in right now, don't be afraid to reach out and ask somebody who's already been there and they've already done that and they can give you some nuggets of wisdom. Now let me say this, last thing. We do all of this, we do all of this, We let love work and we parent with hope and we get scripture into our lives so that we can pass that on to others and we build memories and we get our kids in environments where they can learn about God as well. We do all of this because we don't know how much time we have left. We just don't know how much time that we have. So I want you to think about this. What will your kids say about you when you're gone? And will they aspire to become what they see in you right now? What do you think your kids and your grandkids will say about you when you're gone? And will they aspire to become what they see in you right now? As a way to help us assimilate all of this and just let love work and parent with hope, I've got a video I want to share with you. It's a story of a mom and a son who walked through some pretty big challenges in life. And then after that, we've got a special song to share with you. So let's watch this together. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.